is recursion and when should I use it? By the end of this episode, you will know what it is, how to use it, why to use it, and especially when not to use it. Hi, my name is Eric Normand, and I help people thrive with functional programming. So recursion is an important part of functional programming. It's, it's possible in any paradigm, but it's often associated with functional programming, uh, usually by well-meaning professors who want to uh, get people thinking in a different way when they're teaching functional programming. So they might say, this language is functional, it doesn't have for loops, it doesn't have any kind of loops, any iteration, you're going to be doing recursion. And I know they mean well, they want you to learn something, um, but it's often uh, frustrating because there are loops in many functional languages. So in functional programming, I'm going to say we use both iteration and recursion. Uh, and in this video, in this lesson, we're going to talk about when to use which. Okay. So what is recursion? Uh, really easy concept. It's when a function is defined in terms of itself. Okay, so basically, if a function inside of its de definition calls itself, that is recursion. Very easy. Now, there's this other thing called mutual recursion, because that's just one function. But what if you have two functions that call each other? That's mutual recursion. So function A calls function B, and function B calls function A. Okay? Uh, so why do we use it? Well, we do it in the real world, okay? It's whenever you have a problem that's too big to do just by yourself, you know, just to, to just tackle the problem, you're going to divide the problem up, okay? So you might say, look, we got to build this huge building. It's like a, it's a big rectangular building out of bricks. How are we going to start, right? I can't just start laying bricks. You're going to get your friends, get your, you know, other construction workers, and you're going to say, okay, you do the north wall, you do the south wall, east wall, west wall, and you're breaking up the problem. And they're probably going to have a little crew, and you say, well, you start on that side, I'll start on this side. We're going to break the problem up. We do this all the time. Hey, can you help me count these things? You know, break the stack in two. You take that half, I'll take this half. If it's still too big, you can break it in half again. Send it to someone else, right? This is something very natural to us. We do it all the time. And then at the bottom, okay, so let's that's 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 why we do it. Because some problems are much more natural to solve recursively than to start at the beginning and iterate through. Okay. You can still do it. They're they're actually the same, right? At the end of the day, if you if you count a stack of papers one at a time, starting at the top, you're going to get the same answer as if, if, if you break the problem in two and count them separately and then add it up, right? So you get the same answer, and very often the machine code that's generated is very similar. Recursion and iteration, you can always convert between them. Okay, that's another thing that um, kind of is, is sometimes misunderstood. When do we do it? So 
like I said before, if a problem is naturally recursive, um, so I'm referring to my notes here. Uh, if a problem is naturally something that you can break down, right? Something that uh, is easy. When, when is it natural to break down? When it's easy to break it apart. So if you have a stack of papers and you're just counting them, it doesn't matter where you break it. You know, you can put, cut it roughly in half, you know, and, and so that's, that's a nice property of the problem, right? If you have four walls, it's easy to divide it into four separate pieces of work. You know, it's easy to break it up. The other thing is, you know when to stop, right? If I keep breaking up this uh, problem of counting papers in half and half, half at some point, I'm just going to have one paper left. There's no more breaking up, right? So I know when to stop. That's a one. I, it's easy to solve that small problem. So you got those two things. It's easy to break up the problem and it's easy to know the answer and when to stop. Okay, so those are, the, those are the things that make recursion really natural. The other way is, is very, it's very similar, but it's worth pointing out separately, is when your data structure is recursive. So if you have a tree, trees are recursive. You have a node and it has children nodes and those children nodes have more nodes. Those have more nodes right? And so most work you do on a tree is going to be some kind of traversal down the tree into the children. And then the answer is going to come back up to the top. That's most of it. And that is a naturally recursive problem, right? The data structure is recursive. And so recursion is probably the answer there. Uh, if you try to do that with iteration, you're going to get into um, it's going to be less natural, let's say. You're probably going to have to kind of fake recursion. So, so with recursion, what you get out of it is a nice stack automatically because you're getting the call stack. Uh, a is calling itself on A, and so you're getting a new call stack. A is calling itself again. A is calling itself again. Each time you're getting a call stack, and they roll back when you return from the functions, up to the top. So you get that stack naturally. If you have to traverse a directory structure on your hard drive using a for loop, you're probably going to be making a stack. You're going to make a little stack of like, okay, I need to visit this thing again, but I'm going to put on the stack and then visit this directory. Right? So you're constantly like saying, oh, there's more work to do, but I'm not there yet. So I'm going to just put it on a stack. Right? Uh, whether you use a stack or a queue is going to depend on, you know, breadth first, uh, depth first, etc. Okay, uh, so then that comes to the question of when not. Now look, functional programming and recursion have had this relationship, I think, because this, in my experience, professors, okay, they're trying to teach you something new. They're in the functional programming unit and they're like, oh, this is the perfect time to teach recursion because it's, you know, functional programming. They've been doing, you know, the students have been doing for loops their whole lives. Uh, you know, finally they get to do all this stuff in functional. Let's teach them recursion. Uh, get them out of this for loop mindset. And and that's a valiant thing. The, the problem is they think that's that's all you get to do in functional programming. That's the students think that. Uh, I have 
a friend who uh, would say, well, I don't like Lisp because there's no loops. You have to do everything with recursion. It's not true. There's a lot of loops in Lisp. Clojure has a lot of loops. Common Lisp has like six or seven different kinds of loops. There's a while loop. There's a, there's a thing called loop that's like basically a for loop. Uh, there's looping through a list. Um, there's looping a number of times. There's all sorts of different loops, more loops than you would get in Java or JavaScript. Java and JavaScript, you basically have a for loop. You have now a for each, and there's a while loop, and that's it, right? Okay, so when, when do you not use it? Let's, let's get back to that. So the, the overall rule is when it is more natural, more clear, easier to implement in iteration, you know, using a for loop or something. When it's easier to iterate than to recurse, you should definitely use recurse, uh, iteration. When it's easier to do with iteration, you should use a loop, okay? Um, recursion is not always the best answer. I just want to put that out there. I like functional programming. Um, uh, you know, I believe in it, but I, I want... I want you to hear this from someone who really loves functional programming. Recursion is not everything. It's not always the answer. Um, it's also sometimes on, uh, depending on the virtual machine you're on or you know the runtime you've got, the way it's compiled, uh, you might have a problem with recursion, like a, uh, you might use up your stack, get a stack overflow because they don't optimize what are called tail calls properly. Tail call is basically, if I do a recursion and I call my, or any function at the end. So like I'm A and the last thing I do is call B. I don't actually have to, that's called a tail call. I don't actually have to add to the stack because I'm done. I'm A, I'm done. There's nothing more to do. I'm gonna call B. So you can reuse that stack frame. And what that lets you do is call yourself over and over. If I call myself over and over and over and over again, I don't need a new stack frame if it's the last thing I do, right? Now, if I'm remembering something that I'm going to come back to, I need the stack frame. But very often you don't. And so languages that don't emphasize recursion often don't have this thing. And so when you try to do recursion, it's not... It's just not going to work. You're going to hit a problem that's too big, and you're going to get a stack overflow. Okay, so that's it. That's it. That's all I have to say about recursion. Um, well, one more thing. I just also want to emphasize that you can always switch between them. A recursive implementation can be rewritten as iteration, and an iterative thing can be written as a, an equivalent recursion. They're totally equivalent. And so uh, you can always experiment to see which one feels more natural, feels more normal. Um, and I would say if you're into functional programming, you should be doing that. If, you're, if your natural inclination is to try iteration, give it a shot. Try recursion. All right. So just to recap, recursion is a function defined in terms of itself or a function calling itself, okay? It's recursion. Um, a lot of problems are naturally recursive. And so mathematicians and programmers have found that defining 
The solution recursively is also very natural, but it's not always natural. Sometimes iteration is way clearer. All right, so humor me for a bit. Because you can implement anything uh, that's iteration in terms of recursion, I'm going to challenge you to look at some of code that you have that's got a nasty piece of iteration, like a nasty for loop or something, and see if you can write it recursively. See if you can have if you can find uh, a better, more natural recursive implementation. Just give it a shot. You can always throw the code away, but just try it out. Um, all right. Uh, I'm just checking my notes to see if I uh, missed anything. You know, I try to keep these like natural and flowing. So, you know, sometimes I'll be referring to notes in here. I want you to know what's in there. Um, right. You know what? I forgot to talk about how. So I'm just going to bring that up right now. Um, so with recursion, there's really, um, oh, no, I talked about that. I talked about that. I'll, I'll just mention it again. So the how is you got to know when to end. Right? So usually you're talking about what is the easiest, smallest case. So if I'm adding numbers in a list, the easiest, smallest case is going to be, just think about it for a second, it's going to be the empty list. Right? Empty list is easy. It's going to be zero. So that's the one that you, you find at the end. Like that's where you're, you're, you're all, that's the easy one to define. Then you have to define how do I break up the problem so that it gets to be that small. Even like with one thing in it, it's easy. The you know, it's just the one the number that you're adding up is just that one thing. Uh, so you have those two cases: the empty list, the single list, very easy also. And then you have a list of many, right? And then you just have to define how to break it up. And then once you break it up, you call it calls itself on that broken up piece. So you split the array in two or whatever. And then eventually it's going to be either zero or one, right? So then it's very easy to define. Um, so that's it. Know when to end, know how to break up the problem, and then basically what, what you need done on the thing each time. You know, if it's not a, uh, uh, like a functional thing, sometimes you have to do something like print it out or something. Okay. Um, right. So please try to find something that you think is not that natural and write it recursively just to try it, you know, just practice that, that muscle of, of, uh, using some recursion. Right. All right. So here's another favor that you can do me. Uh, if you like this, please comment, subscribe, or share with someone that you think might uh, use this. You know, we, we work in teams. And if you think someone on your team needs to learn about recursion, uh, just share this thing with them. Thank you. Uh, if you need to disagree with me, <laughs> uh, if you don't think recursion is more natural, if you think it is, uh, but I got the explanation wrong, you know, comment, get in touch with me. Uh, you can reach me by email, eric at lispcast.com. Uh, I'm also on Twitter at Eric Normand with a D and, uh, I'm also trying to get into LinkedIn. So please, uh, please find me on there and we'll connect. Awesome. See you later.